Our scripture reading this morning is found on page 978 in your pew Bibles. It's from Ephesians 5, verses 22 through 24. Please join me in prayer before we go to scripture. Guide us, O God, by your word and spirit, that in your light we may see light, in your truth find wisdom, and in your will discover your peace. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, amen. Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord, for the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, his body, and is himself its Savior. Now as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit in everything to their husbands. The word of God for the people of God. We live in a time uh, when the very idea of authority and submission is something we bristle at. So let me ask, looking at your heart, how did you respond to this passage? Wives, submit to your husband. Let me ask this. Women who aren't married, how did you respond? There's no husband to submit to, and yet I imagine there's something that says, really? That I, I, I would say, man, the idea of submitting, we're going to get to that elsewhere when it talks about who we submit to and, and the proper places where we submit. Is there not something in all of our heart where the very idea that I have to do what somebody else desires more than me is something that we kind of raise up against. And here we're called to submit to God's will and to God's word. Is it not the same sort of thing when we hear any kind of call to submit our will to the Father's will the way Jesus did? Isn't there something in us that kind of stands up and says, no, I want to be the one to decide. I'm in control of my fate. I'm the one. And so we, we already come to this passage. Well, I'm, I'm seeing some guys kind of giving, yes, go for it, man, go for it. So uh, with, with a lot of baggage. Now, this is, a, this is interesting. Um, remember, we're in a passage in Ephesians where every one of us is told we are to submit. We are to submit to one another. And we're going to be going through different institutions and the way that submission takes place in those institutions. And we read all of this in the example of Christ Jesus, who exercised a leadership and a responsibility that was so sacrificial, he gave up his very life. That was completely for the well-being of the other for the, for the point of saying he's going to give up everything for the good of the other. And so that is the example of what we see with any sort of authority or responsibility. Um, it is interesting that we, we come to this at a time when, um, I, I was just thinking, a hundred years earlier, no one would have questioned this passage. This would almost be kind of the, the self-evident thing before getting into the thing that most other cultures would have thought, are you serious? 
I'm supposed to give up myself for someone um, who is to submit. I'm supposed to surrender my rights and authority and, and, and give, be humble with others. So as we come to this, we, we have to remember that we're in a time when authority um, and, and submission is something that is very much under question. We come to this at a time when um, gender is in such chaos and confusion that we have a whole lot of baggage there. And we have to come and recognize that the Scripture critiques everyone. So there's one sense we have to come and listen to what it says about how authority is exercised, and we also have to come of it that we're not so completely throwing it out and so generalizing and, and qualifying things that we don't hear the basic call, wives, submit to your husband. So as we... I just got to, you know, there, there's a few passages where you, you preach through the Bible and you get, and if you were picking your own, you probably wouldn't, you know, it's kind of tithing and this, but here we are. And I used to be kind of apologetic, but, but the more I'm in ministry and the more I, I just see God's Word applied to lives, I see that everything, maybe especially those things that we kind of bristle about, He has given to us for our good. And, and God who created us gave us the way life is to take place so that we flourish. And so no apology for us to listen to God's Word and submit to God's Word and see the way it leads to flourishing. So let me, um, let me first off um, kind of say what this is not saying. Um, let's get clear about what this passage is not. One... This passage is not saying men are over women. There's nothing in here that says men, um, all men over all women. And a lot of people have misconstrued biblical teaching on the way a family operates and and kind of extrapolates that to the way everything is. So this is saying wives um, submit to your own husband, not to another person's husband not a woman to any other man. So this, this doesn't mean, you know, there's an authority structure of men over women. Um, we're going to get to other places that kind of talk about the workplace. And, and guys, if your supervisor is a woman, you are called to submit her in that situation. You are to submit to her. So there's, there's no sense of men are superior, men are better. It's a structure of a voluntary relationship of a family and the way that family is going to work out. So cast out any ideas of um, that other than that situation, that setting. Within the marriage, wives submit. Number two, please hear this. This is not an excuse to demand servitude, to be bullying, to have the um, stereotypical sit on the couch and go get me a beer kind of thing. This is not any sort of bullying or lording over um, that I'm the man of the house, nor is this any excuse for abuse. This is no place to say um, submitting to abusive relationship, to be demeaned, to be put down, to, to be sinned against. There, there is no place for that 
no one is called to allow others to sin against them. And I would hope that that is not in, in, in the church, but, but please hear that. If, if you're in that situation, reach out and get help because this is not biblical submission. Third, this is not saying women do not have opinions or to have a will or to express that will. Last night, Robin told me that she was reading Scripture, and she asked what passage it was. She had an opinion on being selected to read that Scripture. I was happy to say Clifton picked it. <laughs> there might be a conversation. <laughs> so I, I think sometimes we, almost, we have this kind of fake idea of, um, yes, dear, yes, dear, yes, dear. No, this is not saying women shouldn't have an opinion, and Men, you'd be a fool to not listen to wise counsel from your wife. Um, but, but so th- this is not just saying don't think, turn your brain off. It, do- it doesn't say anything. You have insight. You have a view. You are to express that view. So don't think this is saying that your will. And finally, it's not an allowance for sin or an excuse to sin. Everyone is called to obey a God above everyone else. So hopefully that, that's cleared out a few things. So what is this? This is within the covenant union, the covenant marriage, a relationship of of love where one voluntarily picking someone else and says, I'm willing to submit to you. And and it goes on to show, as the church does, um, to Christ. So Christ is the head of the church, his body. He himself is his Savior. So even there is reminding us of the context, and we're going to get in further of, of husband's duties and what it looks for a man. But here we see a union so close that it is Christ the head of his body. So there, there has to be such a connection, such a communion, such a love that it is one flesh and that he himself is the Savior. He himself is the one who laid down his life for the well-being and the protection of the church. That's the picture. Not, not a domineering thing, but submitting to one who is doing everything, even giving up his own life for the well-being of the other. He himself is the Savior. He himself gives for her well-being. So I've, when I've looked at this passage, and obviously look at own relationship, own marriage, and, and the way that has looked, I'm going to get into some application, but I, I've realized that for the most part, I, I don't know if there's ever been any kind of, I mean, there, there's, for most of our decisions, there's an agreement. For, for most of the things we, we've been through, um, it, there, there's a commonality, there's a, you know, an agreement on doing things, even even in large decisions, um, when when we've taken a chance to move overseas, when we took the call here, um, looking at what that was in our own life has been very much a mutual decision. It wasn't going to do anything that was going to harm my wife. I, I wasn't going to do anything that would make things so difficult and miserable just for my advancement. So the, in, in, in all of those, there was, there was an, an agreement. And so I, as I try to look, what does this submission look like? 
I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I can think of a couple of times. Now, I'm going to use these as good examples. Robin will be happy to explain this is not a consistent pattern in my life of the perfect husband duties. So I don't want to say that I've gotten marriage right. I was pausing for an amen there, but, you know, <laughs> we're good. But, but here's an example. Robin had difficulty when she was pregnant with Keelan and had to be on bed rest for much longer than she wanted. Um, the day seemed to, I don't but we, we, we went... Um, and she was told um, not to lift anything over a certain thing, not to do work, and we would go home, and she would try to clean things and do things, and didn't seem to be listening to the doctor. So the next doctor visit, I, I went, and we went, and we sat down with the doctor, and he said, and, and I, I asked him questions. So, doctor, that means she shouldn't sweep, right? Yes, that's right, she shouldn't sweep. Doctor, that means she shouldn't mop, right? Yes, that means she shouldn't mop. Doctor, that means she shouldn't do laundry, right? Yes, she shouldn't do laundry. And the doctor is thinking, what kind of jerk of a husband is trying to figure out what kind of, that he thought of, then he finally called on, don't do these things. For your own well-being, you don't need to be doing these things. So, I mean, it was, it was kind of a thing of we're doing this for, for well-being. Don't do the things you need to think you need to do. And there have been decisions, not so much decisions that it's been, you disagree with me and I disagree with you, but I'm going to get my way. There have probably been those, but for the purpose of this example, we won't bring those up. For the purpose of this example, we'll think of of decisions that needed to be made where we really weren't sure. We weren't really sure. Is this God's plan? It seems to be, but we don't know. And, and the, the, the way it looked to say submit and exercise authority was I got to take the responsibility. So if things blow up, it's me. It's my fault. I'm the one who, that we didn't want to sure, wasn't sure what to do, but I made a decision, and then that decision was a, you know, um, I, I'm not sure, but I'm willing to stand and take the lead, and if it's, if it's wrong, it's my fault. So I don't know. The thing is, the way this works out is completely different in each family. Each of us is unique. I, I've, I've, I've watched this worked out very well with very vocal, um, strong, wise women and kind of quiet that I, that I thought were um, almost timid but turned out was just a quiet personality yet still exercised a responsibility and a care for his wife that was very biblical. I mean, we, we see this in all different manners, and that, that really just has to be looked at in the way it works in your life. So here's some application. Application one, wives, submit to your husband. Again, with all the things we talked about, if not, you know, not saying you don't have an opinion and a will and shouldn't express it and shouldn't have your, your counsel taken in and not sitting, but... But here's the thing. Submission always comes to the point when, when it does come to a point of I need to do something that I don't want to, I don't necessarily agree to. And for me, with, with things in the church, you know, it, there, there's always a, well, you know, you might fuss about it, might argue, but there, there's always a need to say I need to not do what I think I need to do 
um, because there's a biblical authority over me that I need to submit to. And so the, the, the question just there would be, are there places where you are called to say, yeah, I think I need to um, go with you on this? I, it doesn't mean I agree. It doesn't mean um, I can't let you know why I disagree, but need to go along. Um, husbands, make it easy for your wives to see that you're doing things for their well-being and for their good, which means you need to ask yourself, question your motives, am I doing things for her good? Beyond that, it's, we'll get in later, but, but you know, about how that works out of, of self-sacrificial, but make it easy to submit. Do your part to show um, and, and to work for ways that are sacrificial. In other words, that means uh, men, husbands, that a lot of times it's the hard things that we're the ones who need to be doing it. We need to do the hard thing um, to show we're willing to do that for the well-being of others. The, the difficulty needs to fall with us. And more and more as, as um, younger um, folks need to hear, lead. Um, don't be passive. It, it, it seems to be an epidemic with um, younger guys to um, be very content to just be entertained and not cause a fuss. And we are called to lead, called to lead for the well-being of others, called to lead for the, the good of our family, but, but called to lead, not just to be passive and, and um, retreat to our own entertainment. Young people, young ladies, uh, as you think about who you might marry, as you notice boys, and um, the question you ought to ask as you enter into marriage is, is not just, is this fun, is this, is this someone I like, but is this someone who is wise? Is this someone who loves me enough that I can joyfully submit to them? In other words, are you looking for a potential husband who is leading, and leading in a way that's not selfish, that leads in a way that shows he is looking out for your good and hoping uh, Keelan is watching on Facebook and is wise and is smart and is taking care of you, can afford things. Um, young men, lead. You need to learn to do things that show that you can commit for others that you can be active and you can do more than just have fun, that you uh, kind of do things that are for others' well-being, that you're not um, so passive, but that you've committed and you're committing and you're leading and you're doing things for others so that you learn to sacrificially love others and put others before yourself and to learn also how to submit Husbands, you need to learn how to submit. Boys, you need to learn how to submit. And finally, we see the church. As the church submits to Christ, we as the church are all called to have a submissive response to authority, that we, we ought to submit ourselves, that we don't hold our will so far above that we're not willing to say, I don't have to get my way on everything. 
Let me love others. Let me care for others. Let me follow Christ who gave up his very life so that I can be saved, so that I can be well. Well, now unto him who is able to do more than we can ask or imagine, be honor and glory and power forever. Amen. Would you